Welcome to Trinspo, the travel inspiration podcast. Today we have Golnaz Alabagi here. Hi, Golnaz. Hey, Heather. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on your show. This is awesome. I'm so excited that you're here today. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with travel? Sure. So currently I'm in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I live in Seattle. I work at that big tech company, Microsoft. And um, what's cool about my job right now is I get to travel a lot. So it's not only something I enjoy doing on my downtime, like I go on a lot of trips with my husband and my family. We've gone to Cabo. I just came back from Italy with my husband. But um, as a part of my job, I travel a lot as well. So it's very, it is personal and it, it's business. And um, I do, I just like it. It's just getting out of my norm and my routine. And I enjoy the culture shock and I enjoy seeing different places and how people live. And that's my relationship with travel. And I love it. And I've been doing it since I was a kid. My parents always went on big family vacations. And so uh, I studied abroad in Barcelona and traveled a lot of Europe when I was there. And it's just been a big part of my family and me. And we just, we try to go on two, three big trips a year. Nice. Um, and I think it's just healthy and good for everyone to get outside their comfort zones. Definitely. And how do you like working and traveling? And how do you balance that with traveling for fun? Yeah. So the first like seven years of my career was constant travel. And I enjoyed it a lot. I got a lot of miles. I got to see a lot of places <laughs> I never would have seen otherwise. But now I've been all wifeyed up. I got married this year. <laughs> And I don't want to go on work trips as much anymore. I've kind of like pulled away a little bit. I've been having my like my team go and take my place in a lot of places. And it's just like I want to spend more time on personal travel. Because when you do a lot of business travel, you don't want to do it when you come back home sometimes. You get a little burnt out. Sure. You're sick of airports and hotels. Yeah. So I've been pulling away a little bit this last year. And I want to go more on personal stuff. So I just booked the ticket yesterday, actually, Ooh. to go to Japan in May. Exciting. My husband and my sister and my brother-in-law. So. so yeah, so I think it is push and pull a lot when you have a lot of business and you want to do personal and it can burn you out. So sometimes you just got to pull back on one to focus on the other. Yeah, that's good advice because I bet that it is so overwhelming to be traveling all the time for work and then try to be excited about another trip in your personal life. Yeah. Great. You're here to tell us a travel story today about Russia, I believe. Yes. So um, I'm going to tell you about a trip that was a trip (laughs) and that was Russia. So about five years ago in 2013, I got to go to a conference that Microsoft held in St. Petersburg, Russia. It was a student competition. It's called the Imagine Cup. I was a host of the show for that. So I had to be on camera a lot. It was kind of like a newscaster kind of stuff we were filming. So I'd be on camera. So I had to go. And we were there for five days. It was during this student competition. So I got to meet everyone. They all knew me. So that was the first part of the trip. These kids were watching these video series with me in it, telling them about this competition and what to do, how to submit ideas. So when I landed in Russia, I was surrounded by all these Microsofties and the students that were a part of the competition. And I was a straight up celebrity. (laughs) These kids were like, oh my God, it's Golnaz. Oh wow, Golnaz. Oh, can we take a picture? I was just like, where am I? What is happening right now? (laughs) So that was the initial like, what is this place? How old are they? They're like college kids or high school kids? Yeah, they're college kids, yeah. so. 
I mean, I'm like 23 maybe at this time, 24, and they're 22, and they're like idolizing me, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> so that was the initial like, just what? Where am I? That was the cool part of that trip. But right when we landed in Russia or in St. Petersburg, you know how you go from like an airport to the city and it's just a lot of like nothing? It's just always like not much to see until you get to the city. Just countryside. Yeah, it's just countryside. It was a little bit of that in St. Petersburg. And then you hit the city like immediately. And that city is just goes. It is the biggest city I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. You enter the city and you just keep driving. And it's just buildings and monuments and another building and streets and cafes. It just goes, goes, goes. I feel like we were driving for like two hours until we got to the hotel. So I haven't been to St. Petersburg. Is it like skyscrapers big or is it just super wide? Like there's just so many buildings that it spreads out. Yeah, it's just super wide. It's just a lot of government buildings, it feels like. But then also those cool looking churches they have. Yeah, it's just really wide and large and just... It engulfs you. You really feel small. You're just like going on this road forever. So yeah, that was another thing that just was interesting about it. Until this day, I say that's the biggest city I've ever been to. Wow, that's a pretty big claim too. Because yeah, you've been to a lot of places. Yeah, I I have, but you know, it's it was just huge. And I mean, if you look at a map, yeah, Russia is just gnarly. <laughs> it takes <laughs> up so much space. So yeah, surprisingly, you're like, oh, it's that big when you see it on <laughs> a map. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. And then the hotel was another trip. It was just this hotel that after. 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. they bring up the bridges so the boats can go through so you're like on a little island so you're stuck in the hotel so we couldn't go out after like 10 p.m. until the next morning is the hotel on an island yeah it was kind of like on an (laughs) island and the only way to go back to the city was like with the drawbridge and they'd pull it up at 10 p.m. and they wouldn't drop it until 6 a.m. so if you went out that night to a club or something you couldn't come back to your hotel room so So we were pretty much trapped in our hotel rooms. Is there a lot of water in the city or was it just this specific hotel was extra fancy? Yeah, I think there's a few canals like going through, but I don't remember that sticking out in my memory too much. The water being too prominent. Gotcha. But I know St. Petersburg does have cruise ships and stuff and it can take you Mm. to Finland. So yeah, just being in a hotel where you're trapped for the night, which I think they did intentionally to make sure the students didn't go out and party or Mm. anything. That is a good strategy if you have college kids <laughs> that you're worried. You're like, they got to compete and we're partially responsible for them. Exactly. You know, put them in a hotel that's surrounded by water. And these are students who are like from all over the world. So a lot of the countries are like just dry countries. They don't have alcohol. So they're being introduced mm. to that for the first time. <laughs> There's no parents monitoring them. So yeah, they want to go wild, but we wouldn't let them. We trapped them real good. <laughs> so those are the things that stuck out in my memory about Russia. And then the fact that like no one really spoke English, it was hard to come by someone who didn't work at the hotel that spoke English. So I remember we were trying to find one of the famous churches they had over there and take some pictures and me and my coworkers are out and I don't think our cell phones worked really well back then. Kids are spoiled these days, you know, now you just have your Verizon and AT&T work, like it's nobody's business when you go to another country, yeah. But back then it was like super expensive, some phones didn't even work, like it just was difficult. So we had no GPS, so we were literally wandering the streets of this huge city trying to find a church. And everyone I talked to, they didn't speak English, and I just pointed at a map and they would just ramble on in Russian. But somehow we, I found it. Like I was, we jumped on a bus. I don't know. I I just knew where to go. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but yeah, no one really spoke English, so I was 
pretty taken aback by that. So did you get a chance to go around the city and do some fun cultural things too? Or were you mostly working and then you're trying to navigate places for your work? Yeah, it was mostly work. It was just 12, 15 hour days. And then we'd eat at the hotel. But the few times we had some downtime, I'd want to go see some of the like monuments. So we did go see that church and we navigated. Another place to took us to was this like the czar, the Russian king's palace oh, at yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah. And so we went to that castle and that was kind of like the Palace of Versailles, but their version of it in St. Petersburg. And we went there and that was another experience. This was with the students. We had a field trip. We go to this palace and there's just like farm animals everywhere too. Hmm. And they make you dress up in like old school Russian, like medieval times kind of costumes. And you walk around with bears. (laughs) Yeah. What, with bears? With bears. And they were like, I didn't touch any of the animals. Because when you come back to America, they make you fill out a form. It says, have you touched a, a <laughs> an animal? Specifically, have you touched yeah. a Russian bear? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to touch these animals. That's probably smart of you. Right? I'm thinking ahead. Smart not to touch. Because they do also <laughs> ask you, like, have you been with livestock? And then yeah. typically yeah. you haven't. But like, if yeah. you had, then you would feel really guilty. And they might find out somehow in your Facebook photos and pull you aside in one of those rooms. And- and put They're you on a no-fly list. definitely looking at your Facebook photos as you pass through security. <laughs> you never know. TSA, yeah. It's true. Yeah. So that was experience. And the time we were there was the white nights, which is the sun didn't set until 2 a.m. And then it'd come back up at 4 a.m. Wow. So it was just daylight all day. So you're like, you're done with work at like 10 p.m. And you look outside the window and it looks like 5 a.m. And you're just like, whoa, where am I? So all of that mixed together was just like, this place is so weird. And <laughs> but it was it was awesome. But it was just a trip. You're just like, I'm a celebrity. There's bears. No one speaks English. <laughs> the sun doesn't set. Where am I? <laughs> so so were you there over the summer or is it the winter that the sun doesn't set? I imagine the summer. Uh, I think I think it was summer. Okay. I think it was Kinda summer. like Alaska. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. just like okay. Alaska. Did you get to eat any great Russian food while you were there? Okay, so I don't want to like rip on Russian food because I was mainly stuck in the hotel. So and I didn't have like a Russian guide to tell me where to eat. I feel like it's super important. You need a local to tell you where is good food. So we ate a lot of I'm not I'm not proud of this. We ate a lot of McDonald's and hotel (laughs) food. And the hotel food was not good. They would give you like cold fries and cold steak. So I had a lot of McDonald's. I had a lot of uh, Snicker bars. I was just trying to get by. So food was not not a good experience there. But I feel like like I just had my manager come back from Europe and he was saying, he's like, yeah, food is number one priority for me when I travel, like food, food, food. If the country doesn't have good food, I'm not happy. And then I'm like, I don't think I've been to a country where I've been like floored by the food. Mm. I've been to Paris and Italy and Amsterdam and Finland and Peru. And I didn't like the food anywhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm used (laughs) to the American hormone food. But I was like, I could go to a restaurant in Seattle that has better pasta than some of the Italian places I ate at. And I I feel bad saying it, but I'm also like, I don't know. I haven't been like amazed by other countries' food as well as I've here. So important question, are you eating McDonald's in all these countries? (laughs) Okay, I do have a thing where I do. Or are you eating local food? 
<laughs> I do eat local food, but I do try to eat a Big Mac in every country I go to just to see what it tastes <laughs> like. Yeah, it's just a thing I've been doing since I was uh, studying abroad. Big Macs around the world. Yeah, Big Macs around the world. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. <laughs> um, but I do try local. I'm very experimental. Like in Peru, I tried a guinea pig. Oh, wow. I had alpaca. Like I'm not one to be like, no, no, no. I'll try it. I've tried everything and I'm very open-minded. I know good food. I've tried everything. I'm just, I haven't been impressed. I'm sorry, but. No, it's good to hear a different opinion. And I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I definitely know a lot of people that travel for food also or are obsessed with traveling because of the food. And some of my best meals I've ever eaten have been while I'm traveling. But in general, I wouldn't say there's a specific place or country that sticks out to me as like every place I went was mind-blowing in that country Mm food-wise. So to me, there's like certain really good places, but I think there's really good places to go eat in a lot of places. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. for me, food is a nice like cherry on top of the travel experience. I get something that's fun to experience and try new things. And I really enjoy it when I discover something that I really like food wise, but it's not Mm. necessarily the reason I'm traveling either. I just remember Barcelona did not have good food. Like I was hungry a lot when I was studying abroad. They just have a lot of paella, which is okay. I mean, I love paella. <laughs> you do? Yeah. yeah. There's a few places that just to this day, I'm like, that's my favorite restaurant. There's this one place in Barcelona, Champagneria, and they just have little sausages and sandwiches and bites and the best tasting cava. And that to me is like, I, I want to open up a Champagneria in America because it was just so mm. good. And there was another like sandwich place called Bodabi, and it just had delicious sandwiches. So that stuff sticks out, but I'm like the majority of the city, I was not impressed with the food. I was pretty hungry. But the experiences of everything else was amazing. So so do you like the food in Seattle better than most other places then? I think so. Like I've been to some amazing Italian restaurants and sushi restaurants and steakhouses and seafood places. And I've just been like, dang, Seattle. Like I go, my family's from the <laughs> Bay Area and I go visit and they're like, oh, gold nuts, you're going to love this restaurant. It's the best sushi in the world. And we go, we wait two hours, we drop like 300 bucks. And I'm just like, that sucked. But <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. People like hype things up maybe. And yeah. it just kind of ends up being a disappointment. Yeah, I think that's true of some restaurants where they're newer and it's super hyped and they can charge crazy prices just because they're new and no one knows or everyone's saying good things and it's just like it's fine but I would have been happy with something normal price too (laughs) yeah I think I like coffee and alcohol and like desserts in other countries yeah like those things maybe those are the things I care about most but like (laughs) like main course meals I'm just kind of I've been like meh that's fair so is there anything else interesting about Russia we should know if you ask me should I go visit St. Petersburg Russia (laughs) I'd be like yeah it's a weird place. My aunt and uncle went on a cruise there and <laughs> I warned them. I said, it's kind of a trip. And they went, they loved it. So uh, it's just a difference of opinion, I guess. And they enjoyed it a lot. So you didn't love it, but you thought it was really interesting. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't go back. <laughs> I wouldn't do like a big family trip there. I, <laughs> I would, uh, it was cool to see. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I got the stamp on my passport and I have the pictures and I could tell the story. 
So that's what made it fun. But um, if I someone was like, where should I go next? I wouldn't. That wouldn't be in the top of my list. <laughs> so Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to go places to visit and you come away not necessarily thinking that you're going to go visit again in the near yeah. future or maybe ever. But exactly. sometimes the weirdest experiences or the ones that are furthest from what we experience every day here in the U.S. are the most lasting in some way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can be interesting, even if it wasn't your favorite trip yeah so what would you recommend to someone who is going to st petersburg like is there something that we should be aware of (laughs) uh i guess like make a russian friend and have them guide you to the best places to eat and sleep yeah yeah just i didn't have that opportunity to get some local advice Uh, it was mainly you know planned by my corporation so i didn't have much choice in a lot of the things i mean i I did get to see like a ballet show that was a part of our trip so i got to see some stuff that normally i don't think i would have done on my own i had that perk but uh if you're going i would get maybe a tour guide or a local or something that can help you navigate that city that's good advice the pros and cons of traveling for work pros that your work is probably paying for most of it and that you get to travel (laughs) on their dime cons being that you don't get the choice as much Mm -hmm. of what you get to do and you might not get to see as much because you might just be working the whole time and also that you don't get that local experience often because you are just in a hotel that your company picked for you or you're doing this thing that's not necessarily local to that city or that country so yeah Well, cool. Thank you for giving us the down low on St. Petersburg, Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get like some people who are from there just like hate mailing me like, you don't know our city. I hope not. I mean, (laughs) if they have a different perspective, they can come Um, on and (laughs) counter argue. (laughs) Tell me that the McDonald's is really good there. (laughs) They do put hollandaise sauce on uh, all their McDonald's hamburgers and everything. So that's funny. Smother it in hollandaise sauce. I'm not a big fan fast food person so I'm probably the opposite of you where I have been to a different country and refuse to eat McDonald's because I'm like I'm in a different country but I do think it's fascinating that a place like a McDonald's that is present in a lot of different cultures you'll see the cultural influences exactly well awesome so to wrap up I usually ask my guests what their favorite thing is about travel so what's your favorite thing about travel Golnaz? Uh, I guess my favorite thing about travel has to be just seeing how other people live their lives, but then also seeing how similar it is to how we live our lives. So I think just connecting the dots there is really important. So we're like, oh, I don't like Iranians or Russians because of their policies. But then when you go visit these countries and see how the people live, you're like, oh, everyone here just wants to like eat good food and hang out their family, have a career, like have some money, have some fun. Like we're not different we all kind of want the same things. So I think that's super important. And having the majority of people understand that I think is key in just being open-minded and helping connect everyone to one another and just ignoring the politics behind everything and just seeing how people live, like people who are from there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just why travel is important. It just helps bridge all the gaps and uh, just you realize that it's a small world after all. Yeah. (laughs) That's seriously good insight because it's true that it's really easy to label people as other when you hear of like, Mm -hmm. oh, this other group of people believes this 
other thing or does this other way of living that we don't agree with because we're a group mm-hmm. of people but when you travel you see that pretty much humans around the world are similar yeah like you said they want the same things they might not be living yeah. similar lifestyles always but mm-hmm. humans share some traits right so yeah at the end of the day we're all just citizens and we're trying to get by so yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right awesome well thank you so much for coming on the podcast today thanks for having me Hey Globetrotters, thanks for listening to Trinspo, the travel inspiration podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. To support the pod and rock some swag while heading out on your next adventure, check out our new merch page at trinspo.com slash merch. You can always get more of us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and trinspo.com. Thanks for coming along for the journey. 